Quick editor's note. While not explicit, there is a little bit of adult content and some sexy language in this episode, so please be advised. Thank you. A Sack Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of SAC Comedy Lab Presents. My name is Dale Smith. I'm your host today. Uh, today I had the chance to sit down with Emily June Newton, uh, who is doing her show Frank, To Be Frank, at the uh, Orlando Fringe Festival. And this is the 25th anniversary. That's why we're launching this podcast, talking about the anniversary of Fringe and, and also uh, the local artists that are performing. So we talked about how she came up with the concept of the show. It's her one-woman show and uh, her journey from Australia. You might notice uh, <laughs> she has a fantastic accent uh, all the way out to Portland, Tasmania, and everywhere in between. And uh, so we sit down and talk about the show. She's in the Purple Venue this year. And... Um, it's a fantastic – I'm so interested in seeing this show because she kind of broke into character a little bit here. It's a fun fun podcast to listen to. If you are listening to us, please give us a review. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, tell some other people. We love the word of the mouth. And um, we've got a lot more episodes to come in with more artists on their shows at Fringe. And then after Fringe is done here in Orlando, we'll be talking with artists and, and what they'll be doing in the local Orlando art scene. As well as we'll also release some clips from some of our shows here at SAC Comedy Lab. So make sure to subscribe on the way that you hear your podcasts. Uh, without further ado, enjoy Emily June Newton and Frank To Be Frank. Take care. My costume and then fly for the rest of the evening as, as Frank. So, and yeah. uh, right now, it's, we're talking with Emily Newton, and it says Emily June Newton. That's right. Is, so, it sounds more fancy that way, don't you think? Well, it sounds, it sounds seasonal. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Emily June Newton. Yeah, Emily April June Newton. you say Emily May Newton, like she may or may not? That's right. And nobody, nobody has Emily December Newton. That just doesn't roll off the tongue. No. So. And so you, uh, she just arrived, and she says her first time in Orlando, correct? Yes, first time on the on the east coast of America, actually. Really? First time in Orlando and first fringe. First fringe ever. Anywhere, ever. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So this is a, a this is a lot of firsts, and a, and a, and a, see these bags under my eyes. <laughs> I travel. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of baggage going on. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm here. <laughs> I know. Lots of baggage. Yeah, it's yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> look me up sometime. Good God. So this is the first time you're doing a lot of first. Obviously, you're not afraid of, of of change, new things. Yeah, I was I was ready. I've been building a show for about eighteen months. Um, I've been working with a woman called Deanna Flasher, who people know as Butt Kapinski, very popular here uh, last year at the Fringe, and she spends quite a bit of time in Portland, Oregon, where I'm based at the moment and uh she yeah we've been building this show and i've been performing bits and pieces all over and it was time to perform it in its entirety so it's gone from a four minute dance piece to a 55 minute fully interactive show wow so it's yeah it's had a lot of uh it's it's yeah it's it's done its time <laughs> in different venues all, all around. You're saying you've, you've done traveling. Where are you from originally? Australia. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, 
I grew up about two hours north of Melbourne in central Victoria in a tiny town called Molden. Like two and a half thousand people. And I... It's tiny, yeah. Uh, and I moved to Melbourne when I was 17 and I lived there until I was 23. And then I moved to Tasmania after that. So I was living in Hobart, Tasmania until I was about... What's the main thing you do in Tasmania? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's where that's where my interest in comedy started. Really? So I uh, I was doing a lot of um, community theatre and I was sort of dabbling in devised work a little bit. And I I was doing youth work down there. Like that was my main focus. I was doing. I'd started working at a brewery as a tour guide. Then I became a youth worker. And uh, then a friend rang me up and said, oh, there's a, there's a local burlesque troupe that's looking for people to join. And I was like, oh, that kind of sounds fun. Had you been in entertainment as a kid? Uh, no. Any, no. Any theater training? Any family? Uh, when I was 13, my dad was part of the Wizard of Oz, the Castlemaine Community Theater Company. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I got involved with that And when I was 13. What's and that was my... I was like... Ensemble member number three. <laughs> Were you a no, I was a lady of Oz, and I had to dance with my father. It was very embarrassing. So you actually, well, being, I mean, at thir- you said thirteen, mm-hmm. learning some choreography. Yeah, lines. Did you have any lines? I don't think I did in that. Actually, maybe one line, and I probably stuffed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably so nervous. Did you catch the bug at that age, or was it just that something I did, and then later on it caught up with you? Um. After that, I was in a show or two shows every year. After mm-hmm. that, so it was it was the big it was really the beginning. Um, but you're saying theater wasn't really you weren't studying theater. Well, I went. I actually studied theater in Melbourne for oh. two years. Yeah, when I moved down there. Um, so I I started when I was 13, and I was doing I did tap dance and ballet and kid stuff. Kid stuff. I played a lot of musical instruments. My mum's very musical. My my brother's very musical. Um, so I did that through my teenage years and I got part of, I became part of a, uh, a youth theatre company called Metamorphic Incorporated. And, uh, this, I know, right? It sounds official when you incorporate. We, 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 we came up with it. So we, there was 19 of us, this woman, I know, right, right. Yeah. You can't like TM it, but you can ink it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Kids Incorporated. Um, yeah, this woman, uh, Robin Ballinger, this really cool woman in Castlemaine, which was the nearest town, it was like 25,000 people, where I went to high school, she started uh, a youth theatre company, and so all the kids from school like, got involved in it, all the theatre kids. So there was like 19 or 20 of us making devised work, and we didn't know that that's what we were doing at the time. We were just like hanging out on a Friday night. And, and the byproduct was? Was shows, and like shows. making crazy theatre together. Um, so that kind of gave me the bug more than anything, making my own work. And so I, I moved to Melbourne to study um, uh, a diploma of arts in small companies and community theatre. So basically you learnt every facet of, of how to make a company work for two years and make your own work. So that was, that was good in hindsight, but I hated Melbourne. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hated it. I hate. I had a really tough time there. I'm like a country kid, so it was like it was. Is a, that too big city for you? Oh, it was massive. It was absolutely massive. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't. 
I didn't have the support that I needed. Like, I didn't have close friends there. And I, yeah, I just sort of fell in a hole, to be honest. Mm. And so I finished that. And then I started, oh, I went and studied theology, actually, for six months. Strange path. I know, right? <laughs> so I was doing outreach work. And uh, I was kind of interested in, in pastoral care and working in a hospital and uh, doing uh, kind of like uh, spiritual counseling, like this, oh God, I mean, it's so silly to think about. I was like 20 at the time, you know. Anyway, so I did that for six months and then I was like, oh, I don't know, and I, I crossed over into family therapy. So I became a family therapist at, at 21, 22, 23. Then after that, I family was... Family therapist at yeah, yeah, I was dumb. It was really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it was so dumb. Uh, knowing everything, you gotta get right. you gotta start to get good, and, and you know you're not good when you start, but you gotta keep. Yeah. Moving. you gotta learn, and what you know, one thing spawns into another, into another, right. which is not, and just like our you know biology, like your body changes every seven years. We're completely new. Right. Person. So do our interests. Yeah. And so do we develop, and, and we go down these different paths, and everybody's different, but yours is definitely. Oh my gosh! I mean, I t- I talk about it now, and I'm like, did that really happen? Like, was but that my life or somebody th- was else that or? my life? But I think in a lot of ways, it's it's. Everything has informed the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. So, you know, I had all these experiences and qualifications. And, and, and after I finished that, I, I ran a coffee shop for a year because I was just like, I'm done studying. I don't want to do anything else. I did that. I was miserable. And then I took a vacation to Tasmania and I never came back. So that was interesting. Like, I knew I wanted to do youth work. I, I knew I wanted to work with young people um, in some kind of, like, helping job yeah and so I did that I got a job with an outreach company for about 18 months and I did did youth work and I was completely burnt out after about a year and I was what 24 25 and then this guy that I'd met this older man no this is not this doesn't end where you think it's going to end I was more laughing about 24 mentoring other youths. Right. I'm burnt out. I, I, I still need to figure out me. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, still doing this. I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, I meet 24-year-olds now, and I'm like, what the hell was I doing? But then there's that other end of the spectrum of 24-year-old business mind. The people who just have their mindset at an early age, and they achieve. And at 24, you really, if you know what you're doing, and you're passionate yeah. about something, and you're just doing what you just want to do because you enjoy it, yeah. you can be very successful. But for, for a lot of us, you go. Know, Go to college, figure out what you want to do, yeah. then go pursue it, and then you got a degree under your belt, but do you even want to do that? Right. So you're I'm, kind of doing yeah. the same kind of thing, just in a, in a different, yeah. like, traditional way. Yeah. And and most, I feel like most of my experiences have been, like, throwing myself into the deep end and and doing that, like, and then going, no, that's not what I want to do, next thing. So I... I so you've met a, an older man. Yeah, I met this... <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> anyway, he turned out he ran this program through um, through the educational department in Tasmania that basically uh, did careers counselling in, in high schools. So I I became a careers counsellor for four years in a high school, and I I did that for for a long time, and I worked at a, a bunch of different high schools around um, around Hobart. But while I was doing that, I had joined this burlesque troupe and I was doing, you know, sexy dance and, mm. and you know, choreography and, and whatnot. But and everything that I made in that, in that group was comedic. So, and then these characters kind of started 
forming out of these solos I was doing, and these then these characters became, you know, I used to do spots at open mic nights and and variety shows, and then it just kind of like took on its own life. When did you at that at that age you were twenty four, so that you started finding that you were doing? Yeah, it was sort of like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Started dabbling in cabaret and and stand up comedy and and more character work, character comedy, and uh, people sort of knew what I was doing and would come, would ask me to come and be a part of a night and that you know I used to have this character called Madame Goulash who was a Russian dominatrix housewife and she... which everybody knows <laughs> right, one in their life right yep um and so I used to run a very relatable I'm very relatable like it's like meeting my mom oh know? my aunt Kathy <laughs> yeah. um so Madame Goulash ran a uh uh, like a quiz show segment called the Pussy Whipped Quiz, and uh, she. So basically, I do. Does that ten- mean the same thing in Australia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Didn't no, know we, it was something we, different. We, we whip cats on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> that's a it's a it's a favorite pastime in the country. Uh, so she would do five or ten minutes of stand up comedy and then run this quiz, which was. Always multiple choice questions about her life and her deviance, right? And uh, people would answer. And if you got it right, you got to get a prize out of her big black box. Or uh, no, does that mean? <laughs> yes. No, I'm just that. <laughs> no, it's a box. Okay. Um, or you got whipped on stage. So that was the format. What were the prizes? Like one seems like a penalty, one seems like a prize. So. Or you what get with on stage. I think I, it was like. Was it sponsored by an adult? Like a, a I think toy I did store? have condoms in there, and then other like like candy and <laughs> from my house. Sorry, can I swear here? We'll take care. <laughs> okay, of that. great. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean the same thing. Like stuff, you know, stuff mm. around. I don't know. It was just crap, you know, just stuff in a in a bag. Stuff and a that box. you didn't want to take the time yeah, to do a somebody, uh, garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> here's cans a blend. Here's a blender. Cans of beans. There's a magic bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that happened, and then, and then I got hired by a puppetry company to do a show in China. So I, you have taken some turns. I've really like even saying this out loud doesn't sound real. I could be making this all up, and you'd never know. As long as it's entertaining. Is it entertaining? I'm enjoying it. Great, me too. <laughs> Tell me more about <laughs> Puppets in China. Uh, so I joined this company called Terrapin Puppet Theatre, which is based in Tasmania. It's an uh, international company now. Um, anyway, they were doing this show with a colla- collaborating with the, the China People's Children Theatre. of. It has this very long Did it have name. an acronym? Because that was long. No, the you had to say the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so we were we were doing this collaboration in Shanghai, and I I auditioned and I got the role, and I went to Shanghai for two months and did the show. It was my first professional show. So talk about being thrown in the deep end. Like, I went and did that, and it was character based. So did was it in in English or was it? Were no. you just doing the puppetry? What were you? Okay, so this. At this time, the puppetry company was very interested in blending technology with character and they called it digital puppetry. So they worked with this guy and his team to do uh, animation and black light puppetry. 
Um, and then we, we were doing sort of, I was doing more character work, but the premise was like, there's these four characters living, living in an apartment. This robot comes and projects movies and pictures on this big screen and these characters get sucked into the screen and then transformed and then pushed out again and then they're transformed. This is so awesome. It's, and I think our so producer, weird. Charlie, right now is probably going crazy because he's oh, really? puppets and, and robots. Oh, my God. And <laughs> it, was it was an insane show, like crazy show. And... Uh, and so that was a, that was a basic premise, and uh, but I think the tech, what they, what the company really wanted to do, was to advance for where the technology was at the time. So it didn't really, it wasn't a great show. It was a fine show, and it was a really great experience. Um, and then that show we remounted and we toured to two festivals in Australia. So we did it in China, and then we came back. We did a festival festival in. Tasmania, and then we did a festival in Adelaide, um, and it was supposed to go to other places, but it didn't. So you are traveling around, and so and that brings—I mean, mm -hmm. at some point in time, you, you're now you're in Orlando for the, yeah. the 25th anniversary yeah, yeah, yeah. Fringe God. Festival. God, yeah. Now it started 25 years ago. What were you doing? Because you're—that's a good path of what you've been doing. 25 ago. years ago. What were you? What were you uh, engaged with? What were you doing? What were you learning? God, so 25 years ago, I would have been. Can't do math. <laughs> it would have been. I would have been. So I'm 34, 25, 19, nine. 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 Thank you. We're not math majors. And so that's nine. The iPhone has taken away our calculation. My father left when I was nine. He's smiling at me. <laughs> but he came back. So, <laughs> so what I was doing when I was nine was living in the middle of the bush with my parents on a big property, playing with goats playing in mud. Uh, what else would I have been doing? Oh, we had a pet duck. We had a pet magpie. So I was like country girl. Country. And 25 years, here you are. And, and now and 25 years later. Sweating in the Orlando humidity, yeah. avoiding falling debris from trees blowing. Yeah, this it's, is crazy. It's windy out there Yeah, right it's now. terrible. Yeah. Well, so the first time here, and uh, so, okay, so you're in a show right now. What's, your, what's, your, what's the, the show name? The show is called Frank To Be Frank. And... It's uh, this guy called Frank, who's the most entertaining entertainer the world has ever seen. And he is celebrating his own uh, life retrospective. And he... Coincidence. I know, right? <laughs> and he takes, the, he takes the audience on a journey of uh, celebrating how fantastic he is. So that's so the concept. And that's the concept. Who mm. came up with the concept? What is, uh, your, what is your role in the, in the production? I'm Frank. You are Frank. Yeah, and I co-wrote this with Deanna Fleischer, which okay. is Buck Kabinski, and she directed it and I perform it. So it's been a collaborative process. Is it a one-person show? Yes, it's a oh. one-person show. So solo show, 55 minutes, there's singing, dancing, comedy, drama, interaction, refreshments. Refreshments? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You, 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 just... you have to come and see it. Oh, okay. All come right. on. Uh, no, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to see it. But in refreshments, like you just toss it in there. I'm like, I still, with your improv comedic background, I'm just yeah. wondering if you're just messing with me. I'm not. Okay. I'm not lying. All of these things are truths. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to hear more about this, about what the show is like, but yeah. um, is it general audiences? Are you guys uh, doing any adult themes or language? I do 13 and up just because it's, it does have a touch of sexuality in it, just like a, just a smidge, like I wave the sexuality brush around just a little bit. So it's a 
real and, brush? Well, yeah, it's a it's a sexy brush, actually. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to go any further with that. Um, and I also, you know, it was brought up in one of the reviews. She, one of the reviewers, was like, you know, it's it's drag, but it's not overtly sexual. But I I don't know if I would say that I'm in drag. I mean, I guess I am in drag, but I sort of see. How's it considered more, drag? You're well, dressed as as Frank, which I'm assuming is a man. Yeah, and I and I see Frank as well. Frank's a character, so but I do have a female body. So actually, someone last night said to me, "Are you wearing a fat suit?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is my womanly figure." So How dare they? So it's interesting, like. It's interesting. <laughs> Who says that? Well, that's, I mean, a, that's as bad as a, when are you when are you when are you do? Are you expecting? Right. Like, no. Right. Are you, right. <laughs> are you breastfeeding still? <laughs> no. No. I think I think because people see me in this kind of like with with the beard and and the and the and the, and the uh, body transformation, like because it's a ca- it's a character and he walks a certain way. I think maybe they wonder if it, if there's other stuff going on, like. So that's interesting. I, I find that I wasn't, I wasn't offended. I didn't think I was offended. I was like, oh, I'm more interested in like what, why, why? why? Yeah. yeah. Should yeah. I take away something from that? Let me let me dissect and think about this. Yeah, and I think I, I think the the show part of the show's theme is ambiguity. Is like, is he a woman? Is he a man? Is he serious? Is he not serious? Is he really upset? Is he doing this to make us laugh? Is he tricking us or is he sincere? So that's, that's kind of some of the stuff that's risen to the surface in the last few times I've performed it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Do you see yourself a little bit in that character? Absolutely. I was just going to say yeah. you describe it. I'm like, really? Hmm, yeah. Uh, how odd. Yeah. So you should – I, I, w- <laughs> I would like to, you know, have a chat with you after you see the show and see what you think and uh, if, that, if those themes are correct or not. It, it, yeah. You said it's 55 minutes, 13 plus. What venue are you in? I'm at the Purple Venue. Purple. Yeah. Yeah, we were just, I was just talking earlier about this this Fringe app. Um, yeah. And some of the different shows out there. When did you get into town? I got into town late Sunday night. Yeah, so I've only been here for five days, really. Yeah, and I, I did my preview, did my tech and my preview on Tuesday, and then I did the international, national teaser show on Tuesday night. So Tuesday was just... A huge day for me. Wednesday I had a rest day, and yesterday I went went back in and did some flyering and talking to people. Have you done this show anywhere else? No, this is completely the first. Mm-hmm. So you haven't done this. Hasn't been modified from another version of anything. No, where, the concept you said you, you co-wrote. Yeah, where so, did it come from? So this character was uh, born during my thesis um, when I did my master's in California. So I did... You really just hit the tip of the iceberg with your, your background. Oh, it is like... It's, it's a bit crazy. Maybe I should all write it down in dot points. <laughs> um, so I did... After I, after I traveled with Terrapin Puppet Theater, I, I had six months off from my job in Tasmania and the artistic director of the Puppet Theatre had trained at this school in California in the 90s called Delarte International School of Physical Theatre. And he said, you have to get out of Tassie. You have to, like, go and get some professional training. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can do that. So I went, I went and did uh, what was supposed to be a 10-month course. And that professional training program runs concurrently with the master's program they offer. And within a couple of weeks of being there, I just, I knew I wasn't, 
I knew I was going to stay and do three years, so I did. And I, I sold my house in Tasmania and I sold all my things and I shipped my dog off to my mum's house and oh. I kind of really sort of like cut ties with Australia for a little bit. Um, raised a lot of money. I raised nearly 50 grand to do my master's. And I went back and did that. And then at the end of my master's, I, I got a job at Oregon Children's Theatre. But the answer to your question was, Frank was developed as part of a trio, a clown trio, um, for my thesis. Mm-hmm. And the show was about a woman who was dying in her, in her soup, an old woman. Um, dying in her soup? She was drowning in a bowl of soup. But we were the three aspects of her personality, well, the three aspects of her being, the body, the spirit, the mind. And we were stuck in a big bowl of soup. Like, so we were physically in this bowl of soup, coming to terms with our death. And we were going through the seven stages of... This is a, was this just written or was this a theatre production? This is a theatre production. Was there a full-on set with yep. a, and you were in the, a bowl of soup? Yep. And this is kind of a clowning project too. Yes. See, clowning's captured my interest lately because yeah. it's not—it's not the traditional what we would think Americans and big tops and circus and no. clowns, but the, um, you know, the expressions, the movements. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a workshop happening, I believe, this weekend that we're oh. um, one of our um, one of our contacts is from the UK. Yeah. Uh, Jessie Dupree, she's in town with her show, okay. and she's doing a clowning workshop, and it's like, oh. My goodness, like, because I've worked with a couple other people yeah. through the years. I've known some people at SAC that were with uh, Cirque du Soleil that did some yep. of the clowning. Yeah. And to see their facial contortions and movements and expressions is yeah. really, for anybody that's into the arts and acting, it's it's a whole other realm of taking your physicality to a, another level. And it can really inform any kind of theatrical endeavor. Like, I would say that Frank is a, a cross between clown and eccentric character, and I... I've always been interested in clown. I don't know if I've been very success- successful at it, but as a character, as a comedic character, I feel pretty comfortable in that genre. Um, so your bowl of soup, taking you back yeah, to the bowl, story. Yeah, bowl of soup, bowl of soup. <laughs> We're it's, just going on tangents Yeah, everywhere. I'm sorry. No, I, uh, no, this no is, that's... Yeah, this is, well, welcome to my show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that one guy was playing the spirit. I was playing the body, um, and, well, Frank was playing the body, element and a friend of mine was playing the the mind so we're stuck in this bowl of soup coming to terms with our with our demise and we the show was about 30 minutes i believe and we worked through the seven stages of grief until we accepted that we were dying um anyway it was a cool production and i felt like i really loved this character i just just felt at home as this character this kind of like vaudevillian Cigar chomping, kind of disgusting. You you thing. identified. You got yeah, it. yeah, I loved it. And so, when I moved up to Portland, um, I knew that I wanted to do something with that character. And I'd heard about Deanna two years prior, and her work uh, with Buck Kapinski. And uh, she just happened the week that I moved to Portland. She just happened to be doing a show at the Coho um, in Portland and doing a workshop, two day workshop. So I was like. Went to see the show, did the workshop. Halfway through the workshop, I said, can you please direct me? And she's like, well, I kind of like working with you so far. Yeah, let's see. Let's chat at the end of the workshop. And then after that, we started making, started working on stuff. And 
I'd set deadlines by saying yes to performative opportunities and then make work for that thing. Um, this has been a, re um, a kind of a repetitive statement yeah. from a lot of our performers that have been coming in for Fringe specifically, yeah. but in general of, yeah, I committed to something because there was an opportunity, so now my butt's to the burner. I better yeah. write this, perform like I got to get this ready. Yep. And I think, I, I, I don't know, I my, my impression of, um, did I just move that? My impression of performers is like, we will procrastinate until the cows come home, <laughs> yeah. right? Because it's like, it's a vulnerable thing to, to, to write your own work and to hold yourself accountable. And I think the best thing that I had was having a director that who was removed from me that was like, you have to, you have to set these things for yourself. Something that makes you accountable. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just you. You can make a cup of coffee whenever you want. If you're your own boss, a lot of times you give yourself time off. So you can have, you can have smoke breaks whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have that, that pressure put on you to, to do it. And there yeah. were some people that were talking about they got their submission into uh, in, into the Fringe Festival and they had yeah. the idea, but they really didn't flesh everything out yet. Yeah. So they had to go go do it. Yeah. So I started. It was like a twenty minute slot last January before last, and then. This New Year's, it was a 40-minute slot, and then I got into a fringe, two fringes, and another another festival, and so it was like a 55-minute 50, slot. So there's been these increments over the last 18 months, which I think has been a good chunk of time to really sit in the character and explore What have things. you been doing in the other uh, shows, then? What else have I been doing Yeah, you time? said you were in other fringes? Oh, no. So these are... This is my first fringe... I'm going to Vancouver, and then there's another... Oh, so after yeah. Orlando. Yeah, okay. so this has been So like, you got plans already for the yeah. same show? Yeah, for the same okay. show. Um, but, you know, I've been doing Frank at, at a, a cabaret, vaudeville, every... Probably every six weeks I perform as Frank in some... Do you modify your voice? I do. You want to, Do you want to have a... I was just curious, like, if I got to hear and see Frank at all... Ask me, ask me some <coughs> questions. Well... Being that you're first time in Orlando, is there other activities besides Fringe that you're going to want to go? I mean, we have a ton of activities out here. Tourism, capital of the world, right? You know, I've always wanted to go to Universal Studios. Universal Studios like, to ride the movies? Yeah. Oh, I want. I, I'm going to be all over those movies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the. I'm going to be the leading man. So you're going to take on over. the rides. Take over Universal. Yeah, they know. They know that Frank's coming. They got Shrek. They got Minions. They got ET. Oh my God. Simpsons. Mm. You kind of sounded like Marge right you there. You know, <laughs> somebody said to me I sounded like Nelson. I said, you know, I, I don't know this Nelson guy you're talking about. Well, there's a lot more to do than just the theme parks. I'm, yeah, you know what I want to see? Beach. I, I want to see a gator. A gator, an a alligator. Ga I want to I hold one. Well, there's gator land or there's every, just about every waterway out here has gators. So if I go swimming, I'll see one? Most likely. Okay. You, you think you can handle that? I can handle everything. Very confident character. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, and then I'm assuming that there's a more, you have a posturing too. Yes, I do. I do. Do you want to, well, I mean, I can't, you want to see this? I want to, yes. All right. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's this, it's this kind of thing. It's kind like, of. it's like I have a cigar. It's like, it's all about, the, it's all about the money maker. It's an attitude? Yeah, it really is. And it's funny because I, I've never flyed before, and so yesterday I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be painful." And then I and then I did it as Frank, and it was 
It was glorious. Okay, when, so... When are, you, when, are you, when are you performing? Friday, May 27th, 10 p.m. Saturday, May 28th, 7 p.m. And Sunday, May 29th, 12.30 p.m. And that's all in the Purple Venue. And purple if you venue. have the app, which you're going to download soon, you can mm-hmm. actually do searches for that. Um, do you have sponsors then that you're working with? Anybody else that you'd like to thank? I want to thank Deanna Fleischer, my director, Buck Kapinski, because she's amazing. Um, my billet, Bryn Baldia, who is, uh, works for the Blue Man Group in Universal, has been a godsend. Um, and then the, uh, some of the other performers who have just really helped me, um, Jimmy Hogue, uh, uh, Figgy Pudding, he's brilliant. Bella Cooper, which is uh, my friends from Portland, uh, Amika and David. Um, another woman who's, uh, who's Deanna has directed, Wendy, which is – she has a show called Windy Winaz, Rich and Famous, hilarious, off-the-wall show. And uh, the people at Living Room Theatre have been incredibly supportive to me as well. What are the cities, so, again, you're going to after this? I'm going to Vancouver, uh, BC. British Columbia. <laughs> I freaked out just then. In Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going back to Portland to do uh, Summerfest at Coho, which is a curated festival. Okay. Yeah. Well, we hope people can catch you here in Orlando since I it's would love your that. premiere. Yeah. Um, how else can people find information about you or Frank? Uh, social media? So, yeah, social media. I uh, Facebook, look Fra- look for Frank or Frank to be Frank. Um you can look at my personal website, which is emilyjunenewton.com. There's uh, lots of information and photos on there and footage. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Well, Emily June Newton. <laughs> I love it when you say that, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking oh, to you. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. And we, we welcome you here to Orlando and have a great time with Thank Frank so and everything much. else at yeah. Orlando Fringe. We'll see you at the beer tent, definitely, right? Oh, yes. Well, you'll see Frank. You'll see Frank? Yeah. All right, you'll see me too. <laughs> you never know when it's just going to split off a right, little bit. Right, yeah. I, it's, there's, 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 uh, there's no divide anymore. All right. mm. Well, pleasure speaking with you, and we look forward to seeing your show and hopefully seeing you back in Orlando. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a SAC production. Like us on Facebook.com slash SAC Comedy Lab. Follow at SAC Comedy Lab on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.